It is arguably the best weekend of the racing year, the Dublin Racing Festival. Two days of top class action at Leopardstown. There's also grade one stuff at Sandown in Britain with the Silly Isles. Lots to come through and here to dissect it all with me again is Mr James Watson. How are we, mate? Doing very well. Um, we've had, we didn't have a too good a weekend last weekend, pointing your winner's rise, especially with El Redotto proving he's very much wrong uh, and how much of a bug he's made us look. Um, but uh, other than that, we're doing all right and, and hopefully this weekend's going to be a little opener into um, what we're going to be seeing at the Sheldon Festival. There's some top cross horses uh, lining up and hopefully we see that. We've had winners from William De Best Turner and ASAP uh, Sadiq in it since the turn of the year. So who knows what could happen. Um, there may be some upsets this weekend, but let, let's get rolling. They've had more winners than me this year, Jim. That's yeah, me, me and you combined, I think. This absolutely awful stuff. Despicable to see. We will start with Sandown and try to get things back on track before we... Uh, Dive headfirst into the grade ones in Ireland. Uh, Jim, the Dolos Handicap Chase is a race we will kick proceedings off with at 1.45. And the horse, the race is named after Dolos, is the 11 to 4, 5 to beat Ferro Bamboo, who's fives, Eclair Dene, sixes, Red Rookie, 13 to 2, sevens, that we don't make a fast buck, 12's third time lucky, and 20 to 1, kill Teeley Briggs. Jimbo, does Dolos win this race for the fourth time? I was just thinking, is there many races named after a horse that are still running, if you get what I mean? Like normally races get named after horses after they've after they've retired, for example. But surely there's not any other maybe there's the fraud on race, isn't he? Isn't there? Maybe. But they don't he he doesn't run in it, does he? Um but going off tangent, I'm looking to get Dolos beat here. Um I know he ran well behind Editor Dejeet. In the Desert Orchid, uh, stepped up in class, back into a handicap here, and we know that he enjoys. Um, he won off 143 uh, at Sandown last season in this race, and he's £3 higher here. He's getting no older. I'm looking to take him on. Uh, one of my best bets of the weekend, I think, will be coming in this, and I've been waiting, anticipating for him to come out. We haven't seen him since December. Um, and it's Red Rookie for Emma Lavelle, stepping back down to two miles. Uh, having run over 2-3 at Chepstow behind Fuji T. I didn't think that was a too bad a run. Um, you go back to that run last season in the Arkle behind Edward Stone and Blue Lord and Warlord. He came down uh, at the last and, I mean, it, he wasn't going to win, let's just put it that way, but I would have been disappointed if he wasn't troubling the first three. I thought that was an outstanding run and a bold move to run him in that race because they could have gone to the grand annual with him off a mark of one three six. Uh, the chance that I'm in the grade one, they didn't they didn't get luckily rewarded, but it does leave them a, a bigger opportunity here off one three eight. We saw him off one forty over two three as I mentioned at Chepstow. He he jumps impeccably round Hereford, um, round the right-handed Hereford and, and back right-handed here. I think he's got an absolutely cracking chance. And at 13 to 2, he's mostly 6 to 1 in most places. He's one of our best bets of the weekend, man. He's unexposed, uh, often nice handicap mark, stable going well. There's not a lot I, I can't I can't take from it. In a division that has a very much of a muchness where you feel like Dolos, Ferrero, Bamboo run against each other every season. 
I found this tricky, mate, because the horse I would have made favourite would have been Dolos. Uh, but I'm not sure whether I'd have made him 11-4. to 4. He's had a good year. Not won a race yet, but he has had a good year. Not out of the first three. In three starts. Uh, Ferro Bamboo strikes me as a sort of horse who might get back to form here. And it, it's just a little bit of an inkling that I think he's, he, he tends to go well enough at Sandown, though. The second to ask it on his first start this season was a really good effort. Back down to a mark in the 130s. He hasn't been at his best on his last two outings. And he's a short enough price as well at 5-1. to one. Again, shorter than I'd like. Which makes it, it, makes it just a, a very, very tricky race, mate. And I, I like your case, Red Rooker. And it's probably going to be stronger than for anything I'd say. Because at the minute... Uh, I can't find too much that would entice me to have a bet. I think I think the Red Rookie case is solid, and I think it's sound, mate. Fast could be interesting. Up in up in grade for Jane Williams. Uh, I say winner at Lingfield on his last start. Obviously, not not too long with with the Williams Yard. Uh, absolutely danced up that day as well. Eight pound rise, and he's, he's perhaps well treated. Uh, the second one again the other day as well. So that's yeah, that that is an interesting one. A lot. I I am almost I am always a little bit wary of a, you know, horses winning I guess weaker races stepping into Saturday handicaps, even though you know that they might come out well on the ratings. Uh, the caliber of opposition is is just you know a, a level above in in most cases. Uh, it's a no bet race to me, mate. It's a no bet race to me. The, the, I'm, I'm waffling and I'm waffling because I've had a look at it, and I, I don't really think there is a bet in it. I, I understand where you come from from Red Rookie though, and I think that is potentially the most interesting angle. If you were to push me, who I thought would would be the winner, I think it, I think it'll be Dolos, who is just you know so. But he's mate, look. Three, this three, is his race. Another second. Down to 146. You know, he was rated 148 after winning this last year. Runner up in the Holden Gold Cup. It, it, it's good form, mate. It is, it is good form. He's, he's clearly still in good heart. And he, he's only 10. He's younger than I think I thought he was anyway. Uh, and and with a couple of the other ones around him sh- short in the betting, like your Pharaoh Bamboo, who does arrive after one or two. Disappointing efforts. Uh, Eclair Denay ran ran all right enough at Weatherby on his return, but again, I'm 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 not. I think he's probably a little bit on the short side. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll happily sit back and cheer on Red Rookie for the podcast. Thank you, thank you very much, and hopefully he upsets Dolos in his own race. I, I think he's got an incredible chance and. He's one of my best bets on the Saturday for a fair, fair amount of time. At that price, is something I'm certainly interested in. Really like it, mate. Really like it. Do you remember when Borderless Scott got beat in his own race twice? Very narrow <laughs> both times as well. And he got done like a head in the race he named after him two years in a row. Did Tangerine Trees beat him? That could be just top of my head stuff. Uh, that's possible. Did Tangerine Trees also not have a race named after him at Beverly? He did, I think. Or was it not at Nottingham? Could have been Nottingham, I want to say. 
I could be very wrong. I'm going to use a quicker, quick, oh, quick search. No, you are spot on, mate. Yeah, Tangerine Trees did him, did him twice. <laughs> Brian Smart. I don't know who wrote Tangerine Trees. Daryl Holland, I think, was great. He's going right back, mate. Good horse, mate. I used to love those. That, that generation yeah, of sprinters. That generation of five furlong sprinters where there was no difference between handicapped and graded horses. Just from yeah, in the Abbey. Yeah, Super. absolutely that, mate. Hamish McGonagall. Belting oh, on him. My first winner on race karting. Was he? When I was about 10. Gamble responded. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, mate, we love that. We love that. We'll move on to the grade one Virgin Bet Silly Isles Novices Chase. I almost always forget this race exists. Uh, Jerry Colom is five to four favourite, though, to beat Thunder Rock, who's at fives, Balfour Coastal's fives, Mummy Rouse four, sorry, uh, and Balfour Greatness is a 66 to one outsider. Uh, look, mate, I, I think this is, this is very, very simple. Uh, Jerry Cumblom maintains his unbeaten record and I'd be shocked if he if he didn't do it in, in really, really decent fashion as well. But what's he actually beat? I mean I know he won the for he. But what's what's he beat? Is this his toughest opposition he's faced? Uh it would be. Yes, I mean but not by not by a ridiculous amount. He beat Kilcrook last time, had a Bentley Charles, and they were, they were good, but they're not... I mean, Kilcrook was thought to be the second coming of Jesus Christ at one stage. Adam Bentley Charles, is, is I think he's is a decent chaser, and he's probably going to uh, be slightly underrated because he's been losing uh, behind the proper top notches. But I've, I've got a... I think Adam Bentley Chosen is, is a very good Probably even better than that, mate. Probably even better than that. He reminds me slightly of like an easy game, yeah, type animal, you know, who who will win like grade twos, Clonmel oil type races. I, th- I think he's a really decent animal. And uh, Jerry Colum's beginners chase was good. Bron Tenzing Chantrus, who was a grade three winner last season, wasn't he over hurdles? Uh, you know, Freedom to Dream, who was a bit of a fancy for the Martin Pipe for a lot of people. You know, so. Bron tried his best to lose a race last weekend. Tenzing got stuffed in an obvious chase since, and Sanchez has done the uh, has done the same. I'm not all that, that keen on that fairy house form. I don't think it's as good. And I was one of Bron's biggest fans but, last season. I, I but are you keen? But you, are you keen on the form of Monmir Allen and uh, Thunder Rock then? Because I thought that I, I like the real lacquer. Lovely, lovely animal. But he was a one twenty. He was like what a high one twenties hurdler. Really? And but you say, yeah. you say you say what have they beat? What has Monmiral beat in his career? He's, he's becoming borderline disappointing, is he not? Yeah, he, he, he bumps into John Bon Epperton, who are obviously a lot better than him. But what was behind him in the entry hurdle? McFabulous, Glory and Fortune. He was he was lucky to finish second because Zana here would have done him. Uh, it's 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 not great. He was stuffed in the national spirit. Uh, I went into this season a Montmirail fan. I like him less than I did a couple of months ago. I think that's a bit harsh to give him up. I, I thought um, in the dipper, I thought 
Tristan Davis gives the real back an inch perfect ride, and they give him too much rain, and that was that was his main problem. I mean, they thought he's a, obviously he was a lot lower rated in the race than a lot of the others, so, and they didn't think he'd be able to sustain that. But we saw that what he did last time, uh, the real whacker at Cheltenham, that he, that's what he did last time, and, and he did reciprocated that. Um, Thunder Rock jumping wasn't necessarily as good. Mon Morale was getting there, but there's, there's something in the back of my mind that a, a testing ground, ground, ground Sandown might suit him a bit more. I know the going description is good at the minute for Sandown, but I can't see it playing like that. It never is good. I I think that Mon Morale ran a lot better than what his finishing position represented last time, and I'm certainly not not ruling him out here. I, I don't think there should be five to four, four to one about between them two. I'd have Mon Morale a lot shorter, probably nine to four, especially for. The, the mice go nickels who who can't do any wrong at this moment in time. I think Monmiral uh will finish behind Thunderock here. I think Thunderock's the biggest threat to the favourite. And I think the way the race was ran at Cheltenham was what found his jumping out really. Uh because real real the real whacker, you know, just pressed on and pretty much all the way and made it a proper, proper test. Uh, I think that put pressure on Thunderock, and I don't think there's going to be as much of a uh, yeah. yeah a test of jumping again here. He'll, he'll get more time to pick his pick his fences, and I've been more impressed with him on his two previous outings. I know, you know, he, he he's won a pair of handicaps, but he absolutely smacked Stall Solo. You know, uh, I I I think he will. Produce a better performance than he produced at Cheltenham. Uh, what do you what do you make of Balco Coastal? He's the only real other one that that has potential that we've not mentioned. He's been disappointed when stepped into graded company and stepped up in class. Um, he was all right over hurdles. Um, obviously, rated 134, and he's gone up 10 pounds for that win last time uh, into a graded race here. I'm not still not sure about his jumping. His jumping was horrendous at Newbury the first time. And obviously he'd learnt that. But they kept him wide throughout at Kempton to make him have a good start with his fence. Obviously the smaller field will suit him a lot more. But I'm, I still don't think he's up to the level of Thunder Rock and Mon Morale just yet. Um, and obviously the ratings say that as well. But I'm, I'd be wary of Barco Coastal even being anywhere near the other front three. I think he's got potential, and I, I was really impressed by what he did on Boxing Day. Again, I, I've, I think I'd kind of rather be with him than... Well, maybe I am underrating Monreal. Maybe that is a slightly disingenuous to say. But I don't think there's as, as much between Monreal and Thunderop and Balco Coastal as some people would, would probably have it. That being said, I think it's all rather academic. Even though I think Jerry Colomi is, is a very, very strong stayer and will prove that he's best over three miles. And in fact, he was mine. He'd be running in the three-mile race at Cheltenham. Uh, he should be good enough to be in this. Because I just, I just don't think the opposition here is an improvement on what he beat at Limerick. Well, I'm going to have to bite my tongue. Because I'd, I'd like to disagree. Maybe it's biased because... Um, probably watch a lot more English horses and want them to do a lot better. But I don't think that race last time was, was that strong. He's got a lot of ones next to his name. 
defeating not an awful lot. I'm 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 not with Jerry Till on this weekend and I'll happily look like a mug. But he's not for me. Fair enough, mate. Will you have a bet? Um about the field against Jerry Colom, see how that happens. Interesting. Interesting stuff, pal. We'll move on to the uh Heroes handicap hurdle premier event over an extended two mile seven. They currently bet five to one flight deck, eleven to two remastered, eight call me lord, jet of magic, ten stellar magic, green book and cockalico. 14 party, sorry, 12 party business, 16 Storm Nelson, Bells of Peterborough, 20 to 1. But then, Jimbo, where do we go here, mate? Um, it's, a, it's a proper head scratcher for me. Um, the, the horses at the top of the market obviously represent the chances. Remastered stepping back over hurdles, he's, he's so likeable, isn't he? Um, to do what he did at Kempton, uh, on the day after Boxing Day, whip round at the start of the fences and then pick up and win that comfortably uh, was was quite impressive. He obviously I think he wins. Yeah, it, that's a bold call. Go on, make your case. I, just just to clearly on an all right hurdles mark based on how good a chaser he is, and he was I, I thought he was rather taking uh, when he won at Aintree uh, earlier in the season over hurdles. He beat a set of chasers. You know, Milan Bridge, Ashtown, and Jerry Corrock in behind. Yeah, but I quite the way he showed a little bit of a turn of foot there. And like you said, he's just likeable. He will give his running. Uh, I'm not too sure there's too much on the upgrade in this race, mate. Flight deck potentially, but he's a nine-year-old. You know, there's there's not really one that I, I look at and think, you're... You're really unexposed or a proper dark horse. There are a couple who may have a, a little bit of room for improvement. You likes of your Jetta Magics. But I, I, I think we know a lot about Remastered. I think we know that he's he will run his race 99 times out of 100. And, you know, he won off one four six over fences last time in a, in a race that I thought was a pretty... Decent contest ahead of Tile Tap and Smarty Wild Fontaine Colon. You know, I, I, I don't think that's that's a dreadful race. Won it convincing, like, and he's rated one four two over hurdles. And I just don't think he's he's too different in terms of ability, really. Uh, yeah, I like him. Yeah, that's fair. The one for me that's lurking at a price, who I do think he's on the upgrade. You said you don't think there's many. And he is a 10-year-old, and he, but we've only seen him 17 times. He's Storm Nelson. He's won his last two for, for the genius that he's Sandy Thompson and, and Ryan Mania. The two starts, starts back, you look at that run at Carlisle, he's flight deck, who really pauses here, and he won by one and three-quarter lengths. There was £11 difference between the two that day, and there's now £10 difference. So there's only a difference of a pound for being in one and three-quarter lengths. He represents value for me. Um, if, you, if you're looking at flight deck at, at five to one, if you can get 16 Storm Nelson for a horse who's beat him and he's only a pound worse off than, uh, a pound worse off than when he, when he beat him last time, he offers the value for me in that race. He's got plenty of life beating an old hand round there, uh, were cool, who always runs his race, uh, round that track. He's won that race twice before and obviously targeted for that. Um, it's, it's, Sandy Thompson sending him down to Sandown would be a fair journey for him, I think. 
certainly of interest to me. I think at 16s, um, he he could outrun his price, and I'm I'm looking to take the top half of the market on uh, here, and I will be probably doing that with uh, Storm Nelson and Indefatigable. She comes to life at this time of year, and I know she's 33, and she's shown not an awful lot of form. Um, I'm willing to stick with her. She dropped to a mark of 142. Um, she's she's won off higher marks before. She won the Martin Pike off 145. I know she's not getting any older, but she comes to life at this time of year, and I, I'd be wary of her at 33s at bigger prices. But the main bet in the race will be Storm Nelson, definitely on that flight deck angle. Interesting, mate. It's remastered for me, though. As we will move on to the final race we'll discuss at Sandown in any sort of depth. The 330, the Virgin Bet Masters Handicap Chase, and they currently bet 6-1. to one. Joint Favs, Rapper and Bangers and Cash, 13-2, to two, Eva's Oscar. 8's Last Gallin, 10's Cash Robin, 11's Broken Halo, 14's Empire Steel, Celebra Dallin, Larry, Emir Sacra and Equus Dancer, 25-1. to one. And bar the remaining three. Anything for you here, mate? Um, it's not a race I'm overly confident about. I'll, I'll probably be backing Castle Robin each way um, to get a place. He he's run all right. He ran fourth behind Sounds Russian High Right and Hill 16 uh, in the Edinburgh Gin in October. And I don't think that's a too bad a form line. He was disappointing at Cheltenham in November uh, in the amateur jockeys race, but he'd shown a fair amount of progression in handicap chases uh, in smaller fields. Um, as this distance will be perfectly fine for him and um, off a mark of 134. I still think that's slightly workable. I, I know he's been beat off 135, but um, if he reproduces any of his earlier form from, from early in the season, I, I think he'll be there or thereabouts. For whenever you think of these sorts of races, I always hit look for a Charlie Longton runner or something because I think he targets these with, with a few of them. And, uh, Paul O'Brien gets on very well with him, so I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to this race. And some nice horses. Rapper was impressive um, on New Year's Day, winning at Cheltenham. He beat Java Point and Secret Reprieve. Um, he's gone up uh, six pound in the handicap for that, which could look fairly generous to be honest, because he won fairly comfortably in the end. Um, but I'll I'll be again lucky to take the favourite on, which seems to be the topic of this week. Um, but other than that. Not a lot for me. Anything from you, Lou? Yeah, I think I might back two horses in this race, mate. Go on. Uh, I liked Empire Steel a lot last season. And I thought he caught the eye on his return at Aintree uh, over a trip short of his best, making lots of late progress. He's 14-1. to 1. If you'd have asked me this time last year, I was dead keen on him in the role of Merrick when he fell from only £2 lower, uh, I'd have said, yeah, he's definitely better than a one four three horse. Uh, with that return under his belt, I'd, 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 be, I'd be keen. I'd be very, very keen. And Bangles and Cash is just going the right way. And I know I said earlier that I don't, I don't really like horses coming in uh, to like deeper handicaps from... Uh, you know, from, from lower grades on a Saturday, but I don't think there's much depth to this. 
you know, you've kind of got a lot of horses who are recent winners. You like Sivetkus Dancer, uh, Rapper, Eva's Oscar, who won last time but had been looking a little bit exposed before that. You know, they would all require a career best. You know, Rapper and Eva's Oscar will need a career best to win from 143. You know, uh, same with Equus Dancer, really, from, from 134. And, you know, the Peter Bowen Yard, you know, don't have winners in the winter. So, <laughs> when I, I look at Bangers and Cash and I go, is it likely that Eva's Oscar and Rapper, who we've who we known a lot about for a few seasons, are going to take a step forward again now? Or Bangers and Cash, who has taken two sizable steps forward on his last two runs, is going to improve again. I think he's. I think he's likely to improve. Uh, and I don't. I'm not particularly scared of any of the more experienced chasers in it. I think it'll be a real, real stamina test. Eva's Oscar is is a you know a horse I've got a lot of time for, but he's a boat. Rapper is a bit of a boat. You know, I I, I think this is very very winnable for a progressive one. And bangers and cash up to one three four after he won the Lincolnshire National. That makes him sound really slow. Uh, he, he is at least as good over this sort of trip. Uh, I, I think he'll go well, mate. Yeah, I really yeah, do. He's the improving unexposed one, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And, and Empire Steel uh, at fourteen to one, I think he's a, he's a smashing each way bet. Is it the Sandy Thompson double at the weekend? I won't put it past him. He's a genius. We all know that. Sure is. Anything else for you on the other three races at Sandown, Jim, before we start talking about the DRF? That bumper, the two of Nichols, is, I think, it's interesting they're running them against each other. That wrapped up in May was very, very impressive uh, on New Year's Day. Um, I presume he's going to be a short enough price, but I won't be backing him if he's short enough two to one. And chasing fire in the first is a horse I've got a lot of time for. He links with form with Imperial Merlin. He's beat nothing in novice hurdles at market raising. Stepping up against some slightly better horses. Elico Dolavate um, is his rival here, main rival here. He won at Taunton on the day that Nichols won everything at Taunton uh, with them novices. Um, he beat Pleasant Man and Way Out, which isn't a bad piece of form, but um, he's been given a mark of one, two, four. Chasing fire is, is ten pound above that, um, but has to carry the double penalty. Right, uh, so um, I'll still probably be siding with chasing fire, and I'm hoping he has an entry in the supreme. I think off the top of my head, um, he's got an entry in the supreme, yeah, um, and he may be running on Sunday at Musselburgh in the supreme novice trial. I won't be surprised if they have a go at that and. The year that Ollie Murphy had itchy feet and and Thomas Darby going into the race, I know they never kicked on. Well, well we've seen him win in recent weeks, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he he could be a little bit of a springer in the market uh, at, at at bigger prices. I don't know what price he is, the Supreme, but he's a he's a horse I've got a lot of time for, and he's done a lot of good things and gone slightly under the radar. Twenty fives about him. I mean, he has strong leader who won the other weekend as well, who is a is a cracking animal as well, and there'll be plenty of winnings to be done with him. But there's two nice novices for Molly Murphy's who might be going for the Supreme, and I, I wouldn't rule them out just yet. If if you fancy him now, I'd back him now because 
he'll just shorten if he wins under that double penalty. Uh, not, not his handicap's nice, but I like in the race. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. There's nothing for me elsewhere at Sandown, so we will move on to the Dublin Racing Festival at Leopardstown, which kicks off with the Nathaniel Lacey and Partners Solicitors Novice Hurdle. They currently bet 11-4 to Goodland for Barry O'Connell, 11-2 to Cade Parry, and we've all been caught 6 in Santa Clegane, 13-2 American Mike, 7 Grange Clare West, 14's Absolute Notions, 20 Deep Cave, and 40 Cool Survivor. Uh, I like the fab for you, Jim. I think this is this is a very, very decent horse. Good land. Uh, so impressive, really. It was second start over hurdles, but he got no further than the first on his first attempt. Just showed a really, really good turn of foot for a horse who looks like he'll stay well uh, when he won at Leopardstown in December. Uh, Embassy Gardens was, of course, a really impressive winner uh, of a fairly, fairly routine event the other day, back in fourth. Really like him, mate, to be fair. Think, think, think this is a proper animal. And there's, there's, there's one more that I would... Find a little bit interesting at the prices, which would be Grange Clare West, who I thought travelled well for a fairly long way in the Laws of Nace, and then ended the race like a horse with problems. They found that he was coughing. Uh, obviously, that that's not an ideal prep, but he was favourite for a similar race on his last out, and he had a viable excuse. He he was he wasn't right, uh, and I think he shaped well enough for a long way and again the, the problem reared its head at the business end when the button was pressed and he went when he spluttered and spluttered uh wouldn't surprise me to see him give a better show in i, I liked him on his first two starts yeah i i agree i i, I think goodland's got a very good chance uh in this at the weekend i know that's slightly original nothing in it original sorry Grange player west is the other angle for me um lewis has, has outlined that and another one who I'm going to chuck into the equation is Absolute Notion stepping up to 2-6. I think will suit him a little bit more. I don't think that race suited him. There were plenty of hurdles out of the race. I know he'd won a bumper, uh, won the Land Rover bumper. I like what he did. He dug deep at Punchestown's big deep cave, who re his here. Uh, it, he got beat by in the pocket in three-card brag. I don't think that's a bad piece of form in that in that grade two at Nace. Um, three-card brag's come out and won Grady Company since and gonna um gonna be going for the uh, Albert Bartlett and in the pocket I think he's got plenty of speed about him. Um and with the hurdles out in the straight, I don't think that suited absolute notions that much and he he's of interest stepping up to two six. He he's got entries in the Ballymore and Albert Bartlett, who has got entries in all three, but uh, I quite like them to send him to the Albert Bartlett. I, I still think there's a bit of progression to come from absolute notions. Um Good on the Twiston Davises for bringing on We've All Been Caught. We saw that piece of form get boosted last weekend. Rock My Way won at Cheltenham, beating Pembroke. Um, he is very slow. And this step up in trip is probably what he's been wanting for a bit. Is he going to win this? I'd be slightly worried. Um, Sandor, uh, Sandor Clagan, I think. He won over 2-6 last time, but I don't think he'll be screaming out for this in a, in a better style of race. Um he beat Sam's Choice and, and uh, the man driving Duvan, who obviously aren't up to this level, but he did it fairly comfortably. 
Uh, a race I'm looking forward to, and I think Goodland should win, but I won't be surprised if Grange Clare West and Absolute Notions were there or thereabouts for place money. Yeah, I, that's that's a fair assessment, mate. Uh, I'm struggling anti-posting and obviously hurdles for Cheltenham so far, mate. Normally around this time of year, I kind of have an idea of, of who I want to be with and then kind of allow the next few weeks to... Uh, to tell me whether I'm, I'm, I'm on the right or wrong lines at the minute. Don't really have much of a clue as to where my money will be no. going for the, for the Ballymore and the Bartlett. Well, I don't even know if I, I trust the former Fassar Vegas, to be brutally honest. So, I'm I'm very much hands up in the air looking for darts at bigger prices to have a play in the, in the uh, novice hurdle division and hopefully this will help me and point me in the right direction. Yeah, I, I, I think the shrewd angle everyone's on for the Supreme, and it's something, to be fair, I agree with, but I don't think I'm a original with it. It's Irish Point each way yeah. for the Supreme if they drop back in trip, but I expect you will hear every man and his dog say that at some point <laughs> in the next few months. Uh, worth talking about the Spring Juvenile, Jim, or does Lossy Mouth just win? He just wins, doesn't he? And, and, and Mullins picks up everything in behind that, that'll finish there, and not a lot to say about this. Not this is one of the lesser races I'm looking forward to. I, I want Lossy Mouth to go and do it, but I, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, don't blow to Weak Yeah, weak juveniles this year, I think. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree, mate. It's the, the the one who looked very, very good, very, very early in the season still looks the best by a mile. You know, yeah. not, nothing's come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Not unless there's something lurking somewhere. Yeah, I mean, Willie Moyes would have a... Sorry, I think it's a Moyes horse. It's Gustav Windu on a newcomer's race at Artoy. Uh He's making his Irish debut. That'll be an interesting one. But yeah, Lossy Mouth. Uh, you'd expect to get the job done there. The Irish Arkle, mate. Really competitive. Really, really competitive. Appreciate it is 7-4. Dice at Dynamo, 11-4. El Fabiolo, 13-2. Well done, Willie Mullins. Running all these big guns. He's also got St. Wah in there at, at 12s. Uh, Bambridge's 7s. Phil Dor, 18s. Flame Bearer, 20s. Visionarian, 40 to 1 here. Oh, where do we go here? This is a great race. Pace wise, just to watch it, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to have a bet in this at all. But on paper, this is set up to be some ding dong. Um, Dice Art Dynamo is obviously going to go forward. Um, Phil Dawes normally gone forward. Flame Bearer can, well, we saw what he did last time. He, he went forward. Sam Wilde's going to be held up. Bambridge and Appreciate It are going to be together. Where's, how's El Fabiolo going to run? Because he, we saw him when he ran his best race at Aintree slightly held up. It's, it's a fascinating renewal. And, um, there's, there's not a horse I'm going to be siding with here, but I'm really looking forward to it. I'm a huge appreciated fan. I've said I've said to Jim that the I took non one no bet on him to win the uh, to win the Turners a few months ago. So I don't I'd almost half hope, mate, that he, he's a fast yeah, finishing deal. <laughs> yeah. I would. And I can see Dice at Dynamo maybe making life life hard for him. Because he did kind of I remember strongly in his in his 
uh, novice hurdle at the DRF two years ago. I wouldn't quite say he hit a flat spot, but it wasn't instant, instant acceleration. And whether Dice at Dynamo can just kind of get him on the uh, on the back foot could be where this race is won. Uh, if I was looking to get appreciated, be El Fabiolo is a very, very similar type to Dice at Dynamo for me. Probably not quite as fast and will stay further. But I, I think he's, you know, gonna be gonna be at his best when he's just allowed his head. Uh don't think he jumped as badly as other people made out on his chasing debut. Wasn't flawless, but people came away saying, Oh, not impressed at all, jump like a <laughs> you know. He was a novice Is that chase you me? What sorry? Is that the impression of me? <laughs> No, they want enough swear words for it to be an impression of you, mate. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think he was that bad. Uh, and I, I like Bambridge. I really like Bambridge as a as a project. And again, he'd be in mind for me as a Turner's horse rather than an Arkle horse. I want to get Mighty Potter beat. He's one favourite. I want to what I want to do in at Cheltenham. Because uh, even though he's what got all... doing? <laughs> Christ, that sounds menacing. <laughs> Not quite that menacing. I just I want him to I want him to finish second, uh, Mister Watson. Uh, but yeah, I, I just feel he might be part of that. Even though he was really really good in the remote, and he's clearly always been a horse with bundles of ability. That there is more potential for him to do something wrong than there is with a lot of the others, you know, like appreciate it as just always being dead straightforward. And Mighty Potter, you know, even on his chasing debut, he was so gawky and babyish, much better in the Drinmore. But, you know, that to me is, is one uh, one instance of a horse looking professional. Uh, he's obviously, he's getting older, he's going up a bit, but uh, he's one I'd want to get him beat. For my for financial sake, I hope it's appreciated who doesn't run a, who runs well here without winning, and then you've got to step him up in trip. Uh, but I think appreciate I'll win this, mate. <laughs> I think he's just a very, very, very good animal. Uh, I, I, go on. I was just going to say it's a shame he's he's already a nine-year-old because I, I think we've you know had had he been fitter. And had had we got him to the track more in his youth, he'd have been a great, great horse to have had about. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, just price, price wise for me, not Tom's ago. Um, but somewhere is op- is the obvious option for me. Um, he's going to get a well-run race. He likes to be held up. We saw what he did in that Grade One at Leopardstown on on uh, Boxing Day. He's going to get a well-round race. We know he got beat by Phil Dorr at Navin, but that was a, a slower run race. It's going to be well-run. The jumping is going to be put to the test, which we saw it was last time. And Twato on is, is a little bit of a obvious for me each way. Um, Bambridge was disappointing last time, but uh, I'm, I'm willing to give him another go as well. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to have a better race, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going around in circles and probably won't end up. Yeah, I think that's why I'm looking at it at, at the minute, mate. Could seven to four 
be a bit in price to appreciate it. I wouldn't rule it out though, mate. Uh, I, no, I'd want a bit bigger than that, personally. I get it. No, I, I get it. And I don't think I would back him at that price. But if someone said, yeah, I do fancy him at this price, I'd say, yeah, fair enough. Because do you know what? I think you could also make a case for him being a bit shorter. As competitive as yeah. the You know, interesting on, on... sound end's gone to ride him and not anything around. Obviously, Samwar and El Fabiola have retained. But if he'd have ridden Dice on Dynamo, for example, or Flame Bearer, it'd have been interesting that he's, he's stuck with Appreciated. I know he's got the form in the book, but. Interesting jockey shot. Yeah, very much so. Irish Gold Cup, mate. Gallop on the Chompies, freeze on. Statler's fives. Kenboy, 14. 25 Fury Road, 33. Any second now, 40, the big dog, 50, Franco, Deporte. Uh, he just wins. Right, I, I've been, for a hell of a lot of time since October, been looking to try and get Galapanda Champ B at Cheltenham. Um, and I think the horse that's got a good chance of beating him at Cheltenham is running in this race, and it is Statler. Statler. Uh, back to him for the Gold Cup. I've I, I got about 10 horses in the Gold Cup. So far, he, that's the main anti-post race I've played. Um, Galapand has tricked the chomp jumping early on at Punchestown in the John Durkin was sticky. And the further he got, the better he got. And I know that's not an obvious plus stepping up in trip into three miles, but this is stepping up against older horses, more experience. We've seen him over two, four, two, five. We saw what he did over three miles over hurdles at Punchestown. We know that he's going to get the distance. But he's going to be put put up against it. And this, he's a very, very short, he could go and win easy. But he's a too short price for me to warrant his first run in, in open graded chases against, I mean, the field isn't anything special like, but he's, I, I couldn't say it's reason on about him. Um, if you back Statler at five to one each way, you know that he's going to get second. I can tell you that. Because, there's rumours he's going straight to the festival. He's got, he's coming here. I, I think he's, a, I think Statler's got a very good chance in the Gold Cup, uh, as I've boosted Sounds Russian last week. Um, I'm just trying to get Gallop and beat, and I'd, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Statler isn't more than two or three lengths away from Gallop and the Shump jumping the last. Fair enough, mate. I, I, I think that's that's a pretty fair assessment as well, if I'm honest, pal. Uh, what you just said? I made a fair assessment, right? <laughs> no, look, I've, I've, I think Statler will be a bigger threat to Galapan in the Gold Cup uh, than he will be here. Uh, no bet at all for me. Speedy yeah. test the Irish Gold Cup, didn't it? We saw that last year. Yeah, much easier, much easier, mate. Uh, anything for you in the long distance handicap hurdle? Obviously, Maxim absolutely bolted up at Christmas. He's favourite again at four to one. Nothing. I've not had a proper look at the handicaps on the graded races, so nothing from me. Fair enough, mate. Uh, one one I have in mind for uh, a Cheltenham handicap should he turn up, mate, is is little Max. Uh, sorry, Lucky Max, not little Max, uh, who is eleven to one to win at Leopardstown on Saturday. But I don't think he will because I'm not sure he's a free miler. But watching behind HMSC horse at Navan shapes really well. Just gets tired late. They rode him aggressively. Uh, yeah, they went for home a little bit soon with him, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They did. And he's not a particularly Martin Pipey profile, but it wouldn't surprise me to see him rock up in a race like that and run well. 
especially with Rob James though. Yeah, he's he's one I like. Again, you haven't had a look at the at the handicap chasing which final orders heads of the betting for. Uh, I, th- I think the interesting one there is probably get my drift. Who has had three starts over fences? Just if he can sort his jumping out, one thirty could be a, a very fair opening chase map for him. He was rated higher as a hurdler. Uh, for Mouse Morris, he's an interesting one. And uh, anything for you in the bumper pal? You say that that's just throw a dart for me. Yeah, better days ahead. We saw him to better effects at Fairy House. Um, he's going to be a stronger stayer than this. Fassal Mode has a lot more speed. Um, and Faxor Far as well, likes by Patrick Mullins. But better days ahead's a horse I wouldn't underestimate here. I know he got beat on debut by Karn Funnock. Um, but he was just, he didn't make it as much of the test as he wanted, Jamie Codden. And he did arts fairy house when we need. He was ridden a little bit more quietly and, and given a, a proper ride later on. And, and he's who I'd be siding with uh, in this. Fair enough, pal. Fair enough. On to the Sunday, mate. We'll, we'll talk about this briefly because we don't have a final declarations, but we will. Uh, have a word or two about all seven races. The Mayor's Handicap, mate. I assume Liberty Dance will go off favourite, but she should win. Yeah, I agree. Um, was this, this the race that Heaven Help was won? Um, yes, it so was. Party Central. Brawl. Yeah. It's a, um, it's a race to keep your eye out on, and, and the farming behind normally isn't too bad either. Um, but like you said, I, I'm expecting Liberty Dance to absolutely dance <laughs> Yeah, Black Tears as well won this before she went on to win, win the Mayor's Hurdle. Uh, that's one of my best anti-post bets ever. Uh, I'll blow my half-timing horn two and a half years later. <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful. Mate, I almost have to time sounds Russian, even though he got beat today. <laughs> I'm so proud of that. Uh, <laughs> uh but yeah, I, I think this is a really, really interesting race for the shape of it. Ballybon Belter as well, JP, uh, who's only had one start in a handicap before for Liz Doyle, just screams sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Uh, but the Paddy Mullins race, yeah, uh, I think Liberty, Liberty Dance. It is, yeah, I'm going to call it Liberty Breezen. Uh, is is the interesting one there. We spoke about adamantly chosen earlier, mate. He's in the, the Ladbrokes novice chase over two and a half miles. Might you put our heads a bit in for that though. Uh Guy de Manil, Jerry Colom obviously goes to goes to England. El Fabiolo's declared on Saturday. James the Burley's in there though as well, mate. This is an interesting race. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to the matchup Mikey Potter versus James the Burley. I back James the Burley for the Stoners. Um, I backed him for everything that he's, he's entered it. Um, Novel and Orbet, hoping for the best. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Like we talked about Marty Potter and we want to get him beat. Um, and he he was impressive last time. But I'm again, I'm, I'll, I'll be backing James de Burley to, to get the better of him. I, I really like what he did in his debut. I know he were, he's a very fragile horse and um, he was beaten by Classical Dream. At Punchestown last year, running a cra- uh, in 2021, sorry, running a cracker. Um, 
he beat absolute trees at Fairly House and, and we don't know where he is, but the potential is there. He has decent French form. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing James de Burley over the fence in, in a proper race. Yeah, I, I want to get Mighty Potter beat at Cheltenham. I think he's You're not getting beat at Lapid's Town. I think he's 13 to 8. I think he's a bet at 13 to 8. At Lapid's Town. Should he turn up? I'd, I'd make him shorter. I'm surprised he's not closer to 5 to 4, maybe even even money. And I think he'll probably go off some sort of price like that. Uh, if I'm honest, mate, I think he wins this. Uh, and then I just hope we have something to take him on with at the festival. Uh, the Dublin chasing Blue, Blue Lord is 7-2 to two on to beat Gentleman de May. Uh, Soul Royal's also in there. This isn't a very good race. Uh, and Blue Lord should win, although there is one at a massive price who, who is a horse I, I want to keep an eye on. He won't win faster, slowly, outsider of the five. Uh, was down the field in, in the Punchestown chase last time. His first chase that in Ireland, I think that was. Uh, if he can get another run into him, because he won in France on ages ago over fences when he was a very, very young horse, when he was a four-year-old. I'm not sure whether one more run qualifies him for Cheltenham, because then he'll have had three chase starts. Uh, yeah, maybe, well. And then the plate. That this is a very plot jobby style way of going, isn't it? Run your horse in two in two grade ones. Haven't finished down the field. Yeah, that's that's a plot I want to keep an eye on because I can see that put, uh, coming off. As for Sunday, Blue Lord just dances up. Yeah, pretty boring race. Horse on the upgrade. Will he enhance his chances of of winning the article in this? Probably not. Will the bookmakers slash him? Yes, they will. So if you like Blue Lord, get him back. I mean, you're probably needing a time machine if you want to go and back in for the Arkle, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you back in for the Arkle, you'd be scratching your head going, why is he not won? Yeah. Yeah, if you master the art of time travel, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there'd be better horses to be back in as well. Uh, the Leopardstown Handicap Chase is always a, a really, really good event. Again, an initial look of the entries, there wasn't anything that particularly caught my eye, if I'm if I'm honest, though. Uh, that's something I'll, I'll be happy to leave alone for the time being. 310 Irish champion hurdle. Oh, it'd be a shame if, if this was the last time we saw Honeysuckle. And I guess, you know, some people have made the case that uh, Hatton's Grace form has been franked by, by Tihupu. Do you think she wins him, or would you back her at fifteen to eight? I won't back State Man at five to four. I won't back Honeysuckle at fifteen to eight. My main eye catcher from that State Man race at Christmas was Verbon. I was most impressed with him. I I didn't think he'd be anywhere near the standard of of the others, and he was given a quieter ride. He travelled into the race well, just. Short of a little bit of room. If if Danny Mullins could have rolled that race again, I think he'd have got a bit closer to State Man. I know he is the obvious chance of, of beating Constitution Hill at Cheltenham. But the bond here, I still think there's a fair amount of progression to come from him. And I really like what he did last time. And 
it's a shame he's not going to be five to one, so I can have a scumbag each way. But maybe nine to two, we might go in. But um, honeysuckle, like you said, they've, they've said the form has been French by Tihupu. Uh She was obviously beaten by two better stayers. Um, would I want to back her here? Probably not. Um, not at fifteen to eight. Like I said, I'll I'll be backing for Bond probably and. I'll probably take the bon in the uh, Betty without Constitution Hill market as well. He's a horse who I didn't give an awful lot of time for last season. And normally juveniles going into a champion herding seasons, it's it's horrendous in recent years. Um, top of me, Deffy Desai has been absolutely mugged off in it. Um, and Gorshin. Um, and often they're nowhere near the same class. So I was really impressed with what Vabon did. So he only beaten four and a half lengths. He's obviously been kept off the track for the beginning half of the season to grow up and mature a bit. And I still think there's a fair amount of progression to come for him. It's a race I'm looking forward to. Um, this is one of the better races of the Dublin Racing Festival and, and one that uh, it will certainly have my interest. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a bet in it, mate. I, I think the price are about right. Uh, if I was pushed, probably a honeysuckle at the prices. Probably. Uh, I I I like State Man, and he, you know, if if there is a horse to pose a threat to Constitution Hill, it's probably him. But I'm I'm not really sure what he's beaten. The Bond's a juvenile, was a juvenile last season. A good one, but a juvenile last season. Charger and Salger on the downgrade. Agree. You know, and I, I, I'm, I don't think I'm as big a fan as Flame Bearer as other people are. Who we beat Flame Bearer? Oh, oh, sorry. I was thinking, pun- where's he? Interested? Sorry, yeah, at, at the back end of last season at Punchestown, I was referring to their estate manner when he won that grade one. Uh, so if I was to have a bet, it'd be honeysuckle with head and with heart, but uh, I'm probably not going to touch anything. Facile Vega, Jim, uh, is a very, very short price to win the grade one novice hurdle. Gaelic Warrior's second favourite. You'd assume they'd be separated. Then it's high definition who Facile Vega has to be, and he probably will. Uh, and then we end up with a mare's bumper and the two-mile Liffey handicap hurdle, which I can have a brief look at for you, mate. If there's anything in there you, f- you think he's of any sort of interest? Um, Gaelic Warrior's probably going to go for that, isn't he? So he'd obviously be of interest in a handicap. Um, but he's got the weirdest campaign of, of any any Mullins novice hurdle horse, hasn't he? Bizarre. Yes, very bizarre. There is one I will be keeping an eye on in this Liffey handicap hurdle, and I assume... He turns up all those years for Mr. C. Burns and J.P. McManus racing off one, two, three. Novice hurdle winner at Cork last January uh, and has made his return uh, after missing the the bulk of this season behind Lucky Max uh, at the same track earlier as well. Sorry, last month now. Just ridden very, very, very quietly. One, two, three. Lightly raced hurdler. Those connections. First time they'll properly put him into a big handicap. It screams support and runs well. 
Love it. Uh, the mayor's bumper doesn't interest me, mate. Hopefully, we found one or two winners. What's yeah. what? What's the acker for the weekend? Who are we putting in it? What a leopard's tongue. Yeah. Right, lossy mouth. We've got to go in, haven't it? Um, yeah. Gallop on this job. Um, Blue Lord. God, this is going to pay about nine to four. <laughs> Fasil Vega. Fasil Vega. And we're going to make it five, five, aren't we? Um, um, no, we'll just stick to four. What's that going to be? Jeff Gold. I'll whack the Potter in there. And I'll whack Jerry Colom in there as well. I got greedy last year, Jim. I think I had a seven seven or eight timer. Was and it Pink, Pink in the Park that let you down? It was Pink in the Park. I was one of those absolute clowns, of which there were several of on Twitter, who thought it was a good idea to end the last leg in like an 18-runner mare's bumper. <laughs> you absolute mug. Yep. Completely deserved and justified. I'll never do that again. Uh, I, will, I won't be doing any um, horrible hackers because they always let you down. Um, but just a quick quick mention of Muscle Brit, a good card up there this weekend. The Edinburgh National, Captain Catherstock, I wouldn't be surprised if he's there or there or that's at 7-1. Uh, that's a nice little race. Um, Outlaw Peters in the Scottish Stairs heard Lee travelled well uh, at Kempton in the Lanzarote. That was a bizarre race on bizarre ground and uh, I'd like his chances there. The Scottish champion hurdle, uh, county hurdle, sorry, sees uh, Lebowski, the mighty Lebowski, as Lewis pointed out early season for him to be winning a nice race and he, he dotted up last time. He comes in here. He's of interest for me. Um, and there's a decent car there on Sunday at Musselburgh as well with the Supreme Novice trial, the Potemps trial, and there's a listed juvenile hurdle and a decent novice handicap as well. So a, a good weekend racing up in Scotland. Yeah, always good to see that Musselburgh card supported as well. Uh, Jim, should we end with the naps? Yeah, Red Rookie, best bet of the weekend. Uh, Happy Saturday in the Dorlos chase as he comes cruising past Dorlos in his own race. Tom Bellamy sticks two fingers up at him and goes, stuff you, hard on the bridle. And a bit of a price, Empire Steel each way for me, mate. Solid, solid. Good weekends racing, good betting angles in England. Not necessarily good betting cards in Ireland as much, but well, once we sit, sit on the sofa and enjoy there will be once we have the decks. There will be once we once we have the decks, especially for Sunday, mate. Uh, but thanks to everyone for sticking with us uh, today. Uh, we hope you enjoy this evening's racing. Thanks to Jim for being here, and take care. See you later. Take care.